0: Good evening, Hokie fans, and welcome to episode 11 of season two of Sports Talk with Rags. And tonight we have a March Madness edition with Metallica in the background. That must mean that we have somebody connected to Hokie athletics on the program, and we do. Tonight we are joined here by the Hokies radio announcer for football and basketball, Mike Burnup. Mike, how are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing really well. It was a great weekend up in New York and uh, excited about the week ahead
0: and what's going to happen up in Milwaukee. Yes, and and hey, with Enter Sandman, I mean, I know that that's uh, a special song there with the entrance there to Lane Stadium, but there in the second half of the season, uh for basketball i mean the fans with uh castle coliseum and even after the opening tip and the and the music got shut off i mean the fans finishing finishing the opening course i mean it, what a what a uh atmosphere uh castle got to be there in the second half of the season
1: yeah it's been great i mean <clears throat> you know early in the season things didn't go too well for whatever reason you know the they were maybe overscheduled, maybe a little overconfident. You know, you start the ACC play, and you're 0-4, and then you're 2-5, and then after that Miami shot at the buzzer, Castle Coliseum, you're sitting there 10-10, and and you're thinking, holy cow, this can't be. So I think this is what Mike Young envisioned as the team came along and played better. The second half of the year, they got uh, better on, de- on defense. They were better rebounding, and now uh, the bench came along. I mean, you think about Darius Maddox. I mean, guys like him, it's amazing. So you think about, you know, guys dream about making one shot like he right. made, right? Yeah. The dude makes two in four games. Right. He got one for Miami when he won that game, and then he got the one, the winner against Clemson. So it's just crazy.
0: I mean, yeah, and it's part. you know that that second half of the season. I mean, when when you guys went down to Miami, I mean, here it was, you know, um, under a minute. I mean. They, uh, you know, the Hokies. They steal that inbound pass, and you know, and uh, win a close one. And I know down at Clemson to end the regular season didn't go how they how they wanted it to. Going into the ACC tournament, but there against uh, Clemson there in the uh, quarterfinal or the uh, the opening round of the ACC tournament. I mean, and uh, and Maddox just came on in off the bench and hit the hit the game winner to to uh, take the momentum there against Notre Dame and on into UNC and then Duke.
1: Yeah, he was great. I mean, <clears throat> Coach Young just drew up a play because there wasn't that much time left thinking, okay, well, at least we can maybe tie it. I'm not sure he thought we could win it and the shot at the buzzer. So, you know, he had five guards on the court. He said, which he thought confused Coach Brownell a little bit, and then Darius Maddox just took it upon himself. He said, it "Looked like the other guys were covered. He had man on man coverage, and you know, had a little height advantage, and he just took him down and make a little nice little move. Dribbled the ball on his back one time, and lost it. And he was right in front of us. You could see when he left his hand that that thing was going to go in. Okay. Now, uh, so yeah, it's like you go from the lowest of lows when you were losing that game at Clemson to one of the highs where you got to beat Clemson to even advance to the next rounds and then you think about that after that they beat their number one two and three teams see <laughs> i mean i don't think anybody was scripted that now
0: right right yeah and and as as we started off this uh episode here where you talked about uh you know how the season started i mean last year mike young's second season leading the men's program you know i I um, remember that it that he led the team to the first time that the Hokies got a double bye in the ACC tournament there last year. They got in the NCAA. So things were things were looking on the up and up here for uh, 2022.
1: Yeah, it was. And, um, you know, you go back to last year, <clears throat> it was kind of frustrating that because of the COVID outbreaks for different schools, you know, the Hokies didn't play some of the better schools and then they're coming off pauses and they're playing the likes of a Georgia tech or, you know, maybe Carolina in the ACC tournament And the matchups weren't great, you know, Georgia tech got the Hokies pretty good and they ended up winning the whole daggone thing. Right. And so yeah, two years in a row, Carolina knocked the Hokies out with Mike young, but this year, you know, they were able to get after Notre Dame and then get after Carolina and get after Duke. So yeah, it was a heck of a turnaround. This is, I think, what he envisioned this team could be uh, once they got it all worked out, once the bench got a little bit better. And uh, here's the other crazy kind of stats is that Coach Young coached five conference championship games in the Southern Conference when he's at Wofford. Yeah. He was 5-0, and, o, and <laughs> now he's 6-0. and o. How about that? The guy knows how to do it. Get her done. Yeah.
0: Yes, and, and not only was this the first – ACC tournament title for Hokies men's basketball, but also the first conference tournament title since 1979 when they were part of the Metro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was some good teams back in that Metro conference. That was a good conference back then when you had the likes of Memphis, Memphis state, I guess. And, you know, Florida state was good. Louisville was already good. Denny crumb. And uh, they had some really good teams in that conference, but uh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. And uh, I was telling some people the other day and today, and there was a sports writer in Roanoke named Bill Brill. And Bill Brill was like a diehard Duke fan. And he was like the editor of the paper. He was just adamant against Virginia Tech ever getting into the ACC. Thought they brought absolutely zero to the table, said they would never win a conference championship, would never compete, was over their head. And then you look at the football one and won the conference in 04. Right, right. now, the basketball wins and they beat Duke, his team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so funny. The guy's probably rolling over in his grave.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember watching the uh, early season NIT that was at the Barkley Center and, you know, playing Memphis, playing Xavier, you know, um, things didn't go that way. But, you know, I do remember you guys bringing up on the coverage back then that hey, this is going to be where the ACC Conference Tournament is going to be at.
1: Yeah, that's it, and I think that's why they scheduled that up there. You know, at that time, Memphis was a a top-ten team at that time under Penny Hardaway, and they were good. Now, they went through a stretch where they lost a bunch of games during the season, but they came on really strong here up late in their tournament and whatnot. And then uh, you look at Xavier, they were ranked 25th when the Hokies went in there, and they were shorthanded some kids. But, uh, yeah, the Hokies couldn't get it done in that game either. So, you know, it was a tough way to start the season up there when you finally play a little better competition. And then you turn around, you got to go to Dayton, which is always a tough place to go. And, you know, maybe he overscheduled a little bit. So then you start the ACC play. You know, you got to play the likes of Virginia and Duke. And Wake Forest took the doors right off of the Hokies in that first game because I don't think people understood what Steve Forbes had done getting to the portal and getting those great players. Yeah. So yeah, you never know. I mean, it was, um, it was a tough start, but they finished strong and that's what coach Beamer always used to say, right?
0: It's not how you start. It's how you finish. How you finished. That's right. And you know, the men's program, I know that there was no NCAA tournament in 2020 due to the COVID, but 2017, 18, 19, 21. And now, 22. So the last five years for the NCAA, the big dance, the Hokies men's program have, have been part of the big dance.
1: Yeah. It's so much fun too. You think about last year when they had, it was still kind of bubble, you know, and you can only, we went to Indianapolis right. and um, not a lot of crowd there. Played an afternoon game against Florida. And uh it was Hinkle Fieldhouse, that old, old building, venerable building. And now uh, you could still see the way that thing was that, there was so much glass in it that the sun was shining in. It would almost blind you in some areas of that court, but Hokies go to overtime against Florida and just couldn't get it done. Uh, Nehemi Malim had a great game, uh, but they couldn't get over the hump. And so, yeah, that ended the season. But I think everybody with everybody that was coming back, the only one you really were losing was Will Beattie and he was a defensive specialist. So he thought when you got Storm Murphy, hey, we're better off at that position. The Storm can score, you know, and Storm's got experience. He's like in the top ten rags of uh, of games played as a, by a college player. Storm wow. Murphy's in that bunch, over 160 games. <laughs> so you know he's got some experience. He knows how to score, and I think his play down the stretch in the last month or so, he was uh, he was really good.
0: Yeah, and you know uh, this season. You know, one of the Hokie basketball greats, Ace Custis, you know, is part of the staff. And with uh, living here in the Norfolk area, Mike Jones, an Old Dominion alum that was on the 95 team that the 14th seeded Monarchs beat the number three uh, Villanova Wildcats in three overtimes. You know, he's part of Mike Young's staff, you know. So it's just, you know, going back to what J.C. Price said at uva you know this is home i mean it's it's just like it's a family atmosphere no matter what sport there for hokey athletics
1: yeah no doubt about it i mean it is and uh, this is home kind of is the slogan right. and i think it's been great you know the crowds have gotten better and better the castle guard the student section has been fantastic and uh they've just uh, really bought into it justin Muths can get them going like nobody else can and they'll go down there to the student section and scream out let's go and they're waiting for it and they go "Hokies!" Right. it's so cool and they coming back from new york the other day you know we got delayed a little bit but we get back to the hon facility and there must have been at least a thousand people there maybe more yeah. uh just to welcome the team back and it was chilly out there sunday night right. and, uh, yeah they were out there and just a couple of people were texting me to give them updates on where they were where the team was and so Because we were coming in, I kept telling them, okay, here's where we are. And sure enough, they were out there and just uh, quite the celebration. Unfortunately, because we were a little behind, we found out who we were playing on the bus before we even got back to uh, Blacksburg. So that was kind of odd and
0: weird. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing is, is watching on on TV, you know, I mean, it's definitely awesome to hear the Let's Go Hokies chant, not only on the road, but – They're in the ACC tournament, beating UNC, beating Duke, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And the thing about it is, when you look at it, it's like it's not just one player. Right. You know, Kevi Luma's been solid all through. But some some of the other games, you know, it's like Storm Murphy hit some great shots when he made some threes. Hunter Couture in the championship game, seven out of nine threes. You look at um, Darius Maddox had a big play against Clemson, had 20 points in one of the other games. So it's just like every night you just don't know who might get hot, have a hot hand and beat you. And that's why I think it's just a tough matchup that anybody that's going to play Virginia tech now has got to be wondering how are you going to defend all five of those guys?
0: Yeah. But you know, exciting times there, the ACC tournament, but you know, what you play college basketball for is the NCAA tournament. So it's kind of time to reset, regroup and look to, uh, Texas there at four thirty Eastern on Friday in Milwaukee.
1: Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. It's uh, exciting. You know, it's a team that I think the Hokies match up pretty well against. Uh, you know, they lost Texas has lost their last three games. You know, albeit the two of them really good teams in Baylor and Kansas. Right. And they lost to I think it was TCU at the last game of the year in the tournament. So they're not a real big team, six eight, six nine guys. And uh, they do probably have maybe a little more depth than the Hokies. I think they play about ten guys, eleven minutes or more, mm-hmm. and so should be a good matchup. And uh, you know the Hokies are playing great, and uh, Texas is coming into the tournament living a little bit. So, but you never know. It's everybody starts with zero, and they call it
0: March Madness for a reason. Yeah, and uh, what with playing Friday, travel tomorrow, practice and media on Thursday, and then time to tip it up on Friday, huh?
1: Yeah, Friday afternoon. It was kind of a cool afternoon because the ladies play at 2.30 Eastern. Okay, they're playing Florida Gulf Coast, Right. who is crazy. That's crazy because they, that team was 29-2, and two and they, they only lost one game in conference. They won the A-Sun Championship, and they shoot more threes than anybody in the country, basically play five guards. But they shot over 1,100 threes. And so that's going to be interesting to see that game. They're going to get up and down the court. And then of course the Hokies want to get the ball inside to Liz Kitley. So it's going to be a contrast in styles, but that'll be fun. And then, you know, the Hokies bring it up at four 30 against them. So yeah, good time Friday afternoon. Everybody's getting off work. They'll just go home and
0: sit back and relax and uh, see some Mm -hmm. good basketball. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, the Hokies there with playing in Milwaukee Friday and, and Sunday and then the, um, They play the the winner of their game, plays the winner of uh, Purdue and Yale that kicks it off there, uh, Milwaukee, at uh, 2 o'clock.
1: Yeah, that's going to be exciting because I know Purdue does wait because I feel sure they'll beat Yale. And uh, that'll be a tough matchup. You know, some parts of the season, Purdue is like the number one team. And so they're really talented, big, strong physical guys. But, you know, you cross that big bridge when you get to it. It's like one at a time. That's why those assistants – are so important to coach young. I mean, you think about what they had to do to get the team ready for each one of those rounds, going out there, scouting both teams that played just in case there was an upset or just in case you weren't sure who you're going to play. And now they did a tremendous job of just getting the guys ready.
0: Right. And uh, Mike, thanks again for your time. I know that things are, are busy here with uh, get ready, but one last thing back to the women's program, you know, I see that they, play their game. They play the winner of Maryland, Delaware. So do the, um, do the women's program, do they go to college park? Is that, is that where they, um, where their opening matchup will be?
1: Yes. They're in college park yeah. and uh, they'll play the winner. If they win the game against Florida Gulf coast In all likelihood they would play Maryland, the host team. And uh, that would be a tough matchup. Maryland's always got a good, a really good women's basketball program. And so, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, that I think they feel like they match up good against both of those teams. And we'll see maybe how far they can go. Last year they had a pretty good run until they ran into that train called Baylor. And so, yeah, it makes it a little more difficult.
0: Right, yes. And uh, I saw that uh, Texas A&M back on the men. Texas A&M made it to the SEC tournament. But with Tennessee uh, getting them, I saw that Buzz Williams and – Texas a and was on the outside looking in
1: yeah yeah that was tough I watched them they had a great run through the tournament you know like a bunch of junkyard dogs the way they were playing of course Tyrese old Boots Radford he was on our team last year transferred and went down to play for Buzz and what will be is an assistant coach or a player development kind of guy down there with him so yeah it was fun to see them and watch them on TV and See, I think they—they I think they got an NIT bid, right? Yes,
0: yeah, they yeah. did. But good for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, finishing eighth there in the SEC, you know, and uh, well, and one last thing, I mean, with uh, the 460 route uh, from home to Blacksburg, it's definitely nice to see, you know, Longwood, uh, both the men and the women there in uh, Farmville, going a little postseason action.
1: Yeah, how about that? And how about one of the better players for Longwood, Isaiah Wilkins? Chico. Chico played for us and uh, wanted to get more playing time, so he left. You know, he was at Wake Forest, and then he goes to Longwood. And, yeah, he had like 16 or 19 points the other day in their game. And uh, so, yeah, that's great to see. In-state schools getting into the big dance and happy for Chico for what he was able to achieve and just such a good kid.
0: Right, yes. And, uh, Mike, I know that – things things are busy uh, appreciate your time for coming on and uh my wife and i we're ready to root for the Hokies here from the 757 come uh Friday late afternoon
1: yeah it sounds good and I'll, i will tell you one quick thing about football okay. spring practice starts on March the 18th which is Friday yes and Saturday Brent prize is going to open it up to the public uh if they want to people want to come so if you're out there listening it uh, practices at noon. The gates will open at 1130. That's the first two days of spring, so there's no pads. Okay. And, uh, you know, then I don't know how much they're not going to show much, but right. at least you can see them on the hoof if you want to get out there and watch.
0: Right. And what, and what the spring game is uh, middle of April, I think? April
1: 16th, yes, 4 o'clock in the afternoon.
0: Okay. All right. Well, hey, a little bit of uh, insight here on the men and women's program and then also with uh, – Hokie football, getting ready to start uh, spring practice. And, uh, you know, with the spring sports, I mean, Hokie softball uh, doing well, track and field. I mean, so definitely a lot of good things there with uh, Hokie athletics.
1: Yeah, and uh, track and field has been great. Baseball team's playing well. So, yeah, it is. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a busy weekend, spring game weekend, because it's Easter weekend. It's the Memorial Run. Uh, Yeah, I think – let's see the football game, of course, but then I think baseball and softball and tennis men's tennis are all at home. Oh so, yeah, that place is going to be a, like a beehive of activity. Right.
0: So, uh, but, uh, all right, Mike. Well, Hey, you guys, uh, have a safe trip, uh, to, uh, Milwaukee and, uh, go Hokies.
1: We'll do it now. Thanks rags. And, uh, go Hokies.
0: All right. So that's a wrap here for, uh, tonight's episode as, uh, We had uh, Mike Burnup on this evening. So uh, thanks again and uh, talk to you later. Sounds
1: good.